You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and MERPS. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Abukdo. This is MERPS. Uh, hello. All right. Let's talk about the meta. It's only been out for less than a week. It feels much longer. I oh, think it's because it so long. There's been a lot of discussion. There's been a lot of um, just a lot of frustration, a lot of postings on Arena HS. Let's talk about it. Okay, okay. So uh, we're gonna do this in three sections. For those of you listening and can't see the little agenda that we put together, we're gonna be organized about it this time, unlike our usual off-the-cuff method that we do. First, we're gonna talk about the ban list. And stuff, which is really just a way of saying the most powerful cards right now, right? Um, so not all these necessarily need to be banned, but I'm calling it the ban list. It's the list where ideally in an ideal world, these cards you would not see. People are all frustrated by them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the meta overall and what it is and why it is the way it is. Because the meta is definitely, it feels very different at a fundamental level than the prior meta. Um, although I would argue that it's not really entirely new. We've been here before. And the third thing we're going to talk about are the top two classes, uh, Demon Hunter and Druid, and why they're so good. So, spoiler alert, right now Demon Hunters and Druids are dominating the meta, and their domination will probably go up even higher um, as the days go, and and the meta crystallizes more. Uh, There has been no patch so far. Um, We don't know when the patch is coming. I'm assuming a patch is coming at some point. And uh, so we don't really know what's uh, what's going to get banned or, or not banned or if they're doing micro-adjusts or some replacement of micro-adjusts or if they're just going to let this thing ride. Hopefully they don't just let this thing ride. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the thing. So let's let's kick off the ban, ban list. What's the first card you want to talk about? Super powerful new card. All right, let's talk about the one that everybody was talking about before the expansion even came out. And people are still talking about it. Although more of a question mark, kind of a talking mm-hmm. about way. Let's get right into a Gangplank Diver. Gangplank Diver, once again, if you guys don't remember, that is the 5 mana neutral common pirate. It's 5 mana for a 6-4 uh, dormant for one turn. That means you can't interact with it for one turn. Then it has rush and immune while attacking. Once again, the reason we want to talk about this is because if this is your first time hearing about it... Uh, you, I guess, haven't been keeping up for the past few weeks. But this was hailed as really powerful. We mm-hmm. should ban it before it ever hits Arena. This is We toxic. gave it an A+. We gave it an A+, so not an Not S. an S, but an A+, still definitely within banning territory. And yeah. A, we want banned, like, basically. So A+, is, like, definitely banned this. So here's what we want to discuss. Because a few days ago, after... I, I, I think it was like two days ago, um, on Arena HS, there was a thread. It's like, is Gangplank <laughs> Diver sort of yeah. ban-worthy? And then it got a lot of good discussion. Um, great so discussion. It, great discussion. So this, I think, is very interesting because some of the points that were brought up in that thread, and of course I urge you guys to go to Arena HS, look at that thread if you guys are curious about that. Um, it basically says, hey, I've played this, and Gameplay Diver doesn't feel that bad. Now, 
feel and that bad are obviously up for interpretation but i think there was a lot of agreement there as well Mm -hmm. and part of it was like Mm -hmm. wait you know it seems like there is enough initiative in this meta to kind of deal Mm -hmm. with it blah 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 but then on the other hand some people are like whoa wait I i think i understand gangplank diving which on average maybe yeah you do have enough but man, when you don't have something to counter it immediately, does that feel bad? Like that feels really, really bad and it just ends the game right there. And is that okay, right? Is it okay for it to on average be powerful, not quite powerful enough, but sometimes you just look at your hand and you're, you're like, okay, I don't have the immediate answer, guess I lose. Um, mm. And this is a great discussion because let it, me uh, yeah let, let me yeah. Uh, let me put in some numbers before you continue your discussion on uh, uh, on on whether form wise it's it's bannable. So right now on the ground from HS replay, Gangplank Diver has a fifty six point four percent win rate. Fifty six point four. It is the one two three four. It is the fifth best neutral non-legendary or i guess i don't know if any legendaries are above here i think just neutral card period um that is in this set now we had it at an a plus we also had school teacher at an a plus school teachers 58 percent, so we're right on there uh we had mothership as an a mothership is 57.9 percent. we're going to talk about mothership later on the ban list so that's also up there um pretty good prediction we have puffer fist as an a plus in the classes you want to take them and an a in some classes it's 57.4 percent. so you know we're, we're on target there too but then you have knight captain at 56.9 percent that is a whole 0.5% above Gangplank Diver. And Night Captain is an old card that was on the line of being okay and not okay, right? And it's performing 0.5%, which is quite significant, uh, above Gangplank Diver. And Reef Walker is 56.7%. Ram Commander is 56.5%. All of these are performing better than Gangplank Diver. Gangplank Diver, now, it's not like it's performing bad. It's performing 56.4% win rate, which is 0.1% above Spammy Arcanist, which is a very clear, normal A-tier card. So I did the math again, and I was more realistic about the situations that happened. And I think I would want to... I, I originally kind of wanted Gangplank Diver as a high A rather than an A+. I think now I really want Gangplank Diver as an A+. But the point still stands, right? Like, this card is not performing well in this meta, but we're still rating it an A or A+. Like, we still think this is a really good card that does not belong in the arena. So why does it seem and feel like it's okay? And actually not as bad as Night Captain, even. Murps? So, there are a few factors. First factor, if you look at the good classes, and let's just take the best class right now, Druid. Uh, Druid has a ton of removal, premium removal, flexible removal that they can also just get by and then refresh their hand as well. We're talking scales of Anixia. We're talking about flipper friends. Uh, on top of the neutral stuff that they get, on top of everything else, you know, their ability to buff and everything. So Druids kind of just play a very different game right now. You also have Demon Hunters, for example, which just has initiative. Um, plus they have, uh, 
for example, that spell that deals two damage to the lowest health enemy twice. That's perfect for killing uh, Diver mm -hmm. off. That card is actually so good. I've used it quite a few times to <clears throat> just kill off a Diver. So they have the removal necessary to kill them off. First of all, good classes. Now, when you're talking about bad classes, that's very different. But bad classes are just kind of bad, period. Now, second, uh, when you're talking about Gangplank Diver, and it's kind of impossible to separate it from Night Captain because they are close in win rate. Mm -hmm. They're close in our tier list rankings. And I think people look at them very similarly because they are five mana mm -hmm. neutral powerful cards that show up a lot in the meta. Night Captain shows up a ton. The way that I think you want to think about it is people are used to Night Captain a lot. And Night Captain, even though you know it has to hit the uh, three health uh to honorably kill in order to get it you see it a lot that hits and you feel that power immediately and it's a lot more consistent it's it's more consistent in that it shows up you know it deals more damage than it should it's an overstated fire elemental right um but the thing about night captain as well is that it feels like it's a bit more manageable because you can more piecemeal deal with it. For example, um, how many times have they played Night Captain? You're like, oh man, I'm behind. But sure, I'll drop two, like, you know, three threes or double three twos or something. And, uh, you know, uh, unless they keep following up with premium removals or. Uh, I was about to say, you drop a three three, guess what's happening next time? I, I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, you give yourself a shot of like, okay, they remove one, but the other one was able to deal some damage. And then you had some, you know, removal from hander. You can deal with a Night Captain piecemeal. And in this meta, you're like, okay, that's. You, you know, I can handle that. With Diver, sometimes you will just deal with it, right? Whether it's through mm -hmm. your own Diver, which is just funny enough, uh, or, you know, like that- Any of your three yeah. own Divers, by the way, not right. just another Gangplank Diver. Right, any of your, like they drop a Diver, you drop any of the Divers, and those Divers will dominate Gangplank Diver. Uh, see, problem solved, meta solved. We talked about this during the review. But um, if you have a, a removal as well, um, there are many very efficient ways to remove it. Like mm -hmm. just play a scale of Anixia and two out of, you only need two to kill off the, uh, like two of the whelps to kill off mm -hmm. a Gangplank Diver. It's so easy. Um, but yeah, like w when you're able to deal with it, it feels so fair. Like, oh yeah. man, this is so fair. And when you're unable to deal with it, it is so oppressively <laughs> bad. It just ends the run right there. So it is less incremental than Night Captain. Um, and I understand Night Captain sometimes has an honorable kill thing after the initial one, but that's really not like too applicable. Um, but yeah, Night Captain feels like, okay, so nobody likes to get hit with like, a fine or something like that but like let's say night captain you know you get hit by a fine and with that you know you can you can pay it back slowly you can be like oh man i just got this like hundred dollar fine well okay i can pay it back like twenty dollars a week yeah like night captain is only six sorry it's only nine right it's three damage mm -hmm. and a six six it will always be only nine at absolute max i mean that's not true right if you put yeah, out something yeah. with six health it can grow bigger but it almost never does that right so it's just five mana for nine when you should get like six or seven that's night captain right with 
Gangplank Diver, it is getting hit by, let's say, even a $90 fine, but they give you no option for a payment plan. They're like, mm -hmm. do you have that $90 right now? If you do, that's great, uh, and you can keep playing the game. Um, if you don't, you're immediately, like, going to jail or you're immediately getting audited or <laughs> yeah. you know something you're, you're really the bad game. right like yeah. you, you lose the game immediately that's kind of the difference it's like the night captain um you know that could be even a greater if we're using this analogy fine but it allows you to it's like okay you can pay back a little bit you only have 20 bucks right now mm -hmm. sure not saying that, that that you know you love this or anything but for you, you know, you have some turns to be able to pay this back as in, you know, like get this tempo back. And for uh, Gangplank Diver, when you're able to deal with it immediately, you shrug that thing off and you you, you keep on playing. That thing might as well have been like a, a Gurubashi Berserker or, or something like a five drop that you like never think about twice. Um but when you don't have the immediate answer to it or just anything planned, uh, you could have like six cards in your hand and feel like you have zero. That's what Gangplank Diver is. Like you have six cards in your hand and you're like, I might as well have zero cards because that's the state of my playability right now. Yeah. Um, the And you're... The reason it doesn't feel bad in this meta is because, and I think everybody's identified this uh, just from their experience, the the answers are everywhere. Like, Murphs talks about the classes, but even beyond the classes, you just look at neutrals. It's not just the divers. There's plenty of stealth minions. There are so many times now where the opponent and or me just has two stealth minions or diving minions on the board. And that was, like, our turn. That never happened before. There has not been a meta before where you very frequently saw two different stealth or, um, uh, or, uh, what, what are they called? Dormant minions on the board at the same time. Even when dormant was the thing in the meta, it usually did not pair with stealth because there weren't that many stealth. Now there's plenty of stealth and there's a lot of dormant and they're all really good. So you just see it come out a lot. And when you have a dormant and a stealth, that's a natural counter to diver. So not only is diving countering diving, but stealth and other things you can do without putting anything on the board, which is traditionally not something in arena that like you can do officially with your mana, you can do more now. And on top of that, just in this set, you have things like even that like th uh, three mana two one Murloc uh, that rushes uh, and has another one, right? The four essentially the the four damage for three mana. That's a neutral common minion, I think. Um, fish fin or something like the that. Twin fin, fish, fish. fin, fin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like I have that in my deck all the time. It's not a great card, but it's better than most other things are being offered. So I just have it, and I have used that to kill uh, the gangplank divers a lot. Is it great? No, not really. The gangplank diver already took something out, but that's fair. Like for a five mana premium card, that's fair. I've, I, I'm not losing the game because a gangplank diver. If I have an answer in my hand. And in this meta, in this initiative meta, if you are playing a good or even okay class, you will have the initiative. Like, seven times out of eight? I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of how many times I've seen Gangplank Diver and how many times that are... I remember how many times that it's been able to run crazy on me. Uh, and that is exactly once. And as in once that it has done more than one hit. 
only once has it even gotten a second hit. Now, some of the other times where it didn't get a second hit, I did commit more resources than I wanted to to removing it. So it's not like that thing didn't have an effect or anything. Like, it changed my game, right? Um, so it's still a very good card. But it's not game-winningly busted like it should be in almost any other meta. Which brings up the asterisk of whether you want to ban it, right? Because... If this is just going to be a problem in the next meta, you might as well ban it now. It's not like it's good for this meta. Like, no one's having fun with it. It's just not breaking the meta. Um, but if it's going to break the next meta, you might as well ban it now or you can wait for the next meta to ban it. But it's kind of like, why would you, why would you wait on it? There is, though, I think, a line of reasoning for not banning Gangplank Diver. And that is that so many of the counters to Gangplank Diver are not just existed in this meta because of what deck what sets happen to be in the rotation, but they are in the set itself. And we, like, talked about it kind of in jest. I made a lot of jokes about it. It's like, oh, this card counters Gangplank Diver. Oh, you just have to have this card to counter Gangplank Diver. But it turned out to be kind of serious because you have one of those cards that's just from Voyage to the Sunken City like half the time and then the other half the time you probably have one of the other cards that's not from Voyage to the Sunken City that can either efficiently or somewhat efficiently or not terribly inefficiently also remove Gangplank Diver. Um, so even at the worst, like you have a very initiative light kind of meta. In order for Gangplank Diver to be in the meta, the rest of the Sunken City cards have to also be in the meta. So you have this natural, almost constructed, like, balance that's happening that you, you almost never see in an arena set. And I think that kind of throws, like, the predictions in for a loop as to, like, how bad this card is going to be. Because on the numbers, it's not like we, like, messed up the numbers where we think that this card is fundamentally acting in a different way than what we thought it was. It's doing exactly what we thought it would. We just have perfect answers to it a lot more often than we thought we would. Like, that's the difference. And the question mark, the asterisk, is in the next meta that Gangplank Diver is in, will that still be the case? And I think there's an argument to be made on both sides. And you can't really... I mean, I'm probably someone can math it out, but I haven't... You know, it's kind of complicated. Um, I, I feel like right now it's kind of a toss-up. Like, maybe you won't have enough. And it will just be horrible, unacceptable percentage of times. Or maybe you will always have enough because the base of Sunken City is so good at countering Gangplank Diver that it will always not be that horrible that it needs to be banned. I don't know. It's it's kind of an interesting spot that Gangplank has, been put, uh, has put us in. Yeah, you always want to look at beyond the average power level. Once again, MCT is the greatest example of a car that is, on average, really not powerful. But I think a lot of people would agree it needed to be banned because of just what it represented, what, um, like, the swing potential it had. With Gangplank Diver, um, it's one of those cards in which, you know, what is the acceptability here? And how proactive should we be in thinking about something like this uh, for future metas as well? Because, uh, yeah, it, it's true. Right now, we have a very, um, very modern rotation, and that might not always be the case. We know that there uh, will be... I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen, but when we have another rotation, I have a hard time imagining it will be as modern as this one. And if that happens, 
uh, that's going to be a huge yikes. You know, we get something like Witchwood back and then a few, you know, <laughs> a, a few uh, Witchwood or kind of like GVG-esque um, sets. Yeah. And right suddenly now we're three of five sets. Yeah, we're yeah. three of five sets modern sets. It, 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 even if it swings uh, two of five sets modern sets, it may be bad. And the last uh, meta was one of five sets being uh, modern. And we saw how bad that was. So... No, like for initiative. Yeah, and for something like Arena, in uh, in which you have just this lack of complete agency, right? Like, okay, in Constructed, if you lose to anything, uh, or like, sorry, if you lose to a specific deck, that's sort of okay, but you're never playing against a specific deck. You're playing against the field, right? In terms of just the ladder. And you always want to tech your deck to make sure that you're one step ahead. Either you're playing it really well and you just understand the deck and the meta very well, or you, you know, are able to sort of counter what everybody else is doing uh, a little bit such that, you know, you, you can kind of like, uh, you know, you are playing against the field, but here in Arena, you play with what you get, you're playing versus people, uh, and there's this sense, the, the, just the sense of, like, if I draft something bad, this card just absolutely crushes mm -hmm. me, absolutely punishes me, and there's no in-between here. There's none of that incremental payback that there is with Night Captain. Now, I, I understand, Night Captain also just dunks on a lot of bad classes slash bad decks as well but over there sometimes you have more of a shot right you're able to take it down um i have had that experience like i've played with some good decks and good classes like i play demon hunter and i i agree diver doesn't feel that bad either i have put so much um pressure on them uh that you know it kind of doesn't matter that they're gonna dive one of my minions like they're down to 10 health anyway so what do i care um or i just have super efficient removal and then i'll play a class like uh priest <laughs> in which why yeah i i mean like oh. you could just say like well you should never pick priest and that's probably true uh but then i will pick something like priest and man it feels <laughs> terrible and i understand yeah. if they play a night captain it feels also terrible but they play a diver and that is the exact situation uh that i laid out in which i look at my hand i could have seven cards and i'm like these <laughs> like these cards are useless it's like the Yu-Gi-Oh meme right it's like grandpa what's in your deck it's like these cards are useless um damn that feels so bad uh, and that is something we want to avoid. Like, mm -hmm. a card that is not problematic, um, but is so problematic in these, like, polar polarized instances, especially when you're, like, you're, like, kicking these classes while they're down. Like, they're they're the most yeah. vulnerable to Gangplank Diver, and they just get smashed by it. Because you, you just don't have the removal, you're much less likely to be able to come back. Um that's really terrible. So I do think it should still be banned. I know we can look at win rates and we, we can look at all of that. And then you can say, if we were to draw a win rate line, maybe it doesn't match up to there. Because mm -hmm. we talked about, oh, Night Captain is okay. And right now, I, I'm still okay, okay with Night Captain. I'm, I'm not okay with Night Captain. I, I, I'm I, like, I want to talk about that after yeah, this. Yeah, so 
Night Captain is like the line. I can be persuaded one way or another. I think for me, one of the things that is very uh, kind of pro-banning Night Captain is more geared towards the people who play a lot more than I do, or you do for that matter. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's like the, you know, the 9.4 uh, streamers who play it like day and night and are just tired of losing to that. It, it really does remind me of um, that year that Twin Tyrant kind of dominated the meta and people were tired of it. I'm not talking about power levels here, but mm -hmm. people were just like, holy shit, man, get Twin Tyrant out of here. It's like, can, if I get beat by an, like a really powerful card, can it at least be something different than Twin mm -hmm. Tyrant? Just like slamming down on turn eight, flame striking my board effectively. Um, I think that's a good argument too. It's like, can I just get can i stop getting beat by this one card no matter if it's like druid or demon hunter or i don't know the occasional uh, maybe you see a warrior out in the wild and you're like oh like what 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 do they have i guess nothing maybe they just drafted three night captains you can get beat by that um but people are really tired of it and i hear them i you know that that's why i think for me I still think it's a no, but I'm right there. I'm like right at the line. Mm -hmm. I just, it like playing with a more, like it's dominating two metas now, like you said, right? It's probably yeah. going to dominate future metas unless they come up with cards that are at that line, right? It's like, it's too much at that line. Um, I look, I'm not, I'm not going to say this meta is going to be terrible because Night Captain won't be banned. But if I were in control, Rather than before, where I would have drawn the line right above Night Captain, I'm going to draw the line right below Night Captain now. Um, it has it has shown me across the metas that it is just a little too powerful, that that swing is just a little too much, and the awkwardness that it has is still there, and it is holding it back, but it's also not exactly the kind of like super interactive decision making and stuff that's like you know makes a card good. Um, I always describe Gangplank Diver as a dumb card. It's easy to play. It's easy to counterplay. Do you have it? Do you not have it? You know, like I trust 100% the HS replay stats. I bet uh, those win rates matched up with the average win rate will be the same as what Blizzard has on their three win per run uh, players. Because Gangplank Diver is a dumb card that is capably being used by dumb people and smart people, experienced people and total noobs. It's just that easy. Night Captain's a little more tricky. I like it a little better than Gangplank Diver. Um, but it's also, uh, uh, um, like, it also is not as swingy as Gangplank Diver, right? So, for me, I would ban Gangplank Diver, even though I don't think it's problematic right now. And I would ban Night Captain. Um, I think Gangplank Diver is just not healthy for the game. It, like, why, why would you keep a card like that around? What is it really adding? You have two other divers, so this mechanic is still alive. Um, it's, it's just, it, it, it's, the, it's a little, it's a little too over there. Or, I don't know, if it's going to have that repeating effect, maybe make it effectively an epic or something. I think that way can solve a lot of these neutral card problems. Where they're problematic and not fun because you see them all the time on turn 5. If you don't see him that often on turn five, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Like Gangplank Diver is epic. I don't think anybody will have a problem with. Even why? Because it's going to be seen a quarter of the time that it's seen now, 
at that point you're just like okay right how many ridiculous epic cards do we have you know and the epic card is just two ridiculous legendary cards and we have a ton of even more ridiculous legendary cards right um Gangplank Diver is just a little too frequent. And in case you don't know, if you just look through the stats, this is just, I have no confirmation of this. I didn't look at every single card. But I am pretty sure that the offering rate for the new set is back. I don't know if it's a bug. I don't know if it's intentional. But you can look through the indisputable top cards in both neutral and in the classes that have them between the current set and the previous set. And the new cards are showing up about 33% more. It's not a 2x one. They used to do 2x. Uh, this one's only 33% more from what HS Replay stats are telling me. But you are seeing them more. Like, who's passing up a Night Captain, right? Who's passing up a Gangplank Diver? Gangplank Diver's 35% of decks. Night Captain's 28%. The per percent of times where you would pass up either of these cards are both so low. And it's not like that many people think Night Captain is that much better than Gangplank Diver or Gangplank Diver is that much better than Night Captain. Um... Like, if anything, I would expect Nightcap to be, to be picked more because you know Nightcap is amazing, whereas Gangplank Diver is still a little question mark. And in fact, the win rates say it's not better, uh, in this meta at least. Uh, so, it's it's stuff like that, that I think the, the win rate percentage um, is, uh, is uh, sorry, the, the offering rate is also a bit more, which makes Gangplank Diver a little more annoying, just because you see it 33% more than Nightcap did. Um, so, yeah. It's a, it's a weird place to be. Like, if I were Blizzard and I were sitting here, I think it would be hard to move me to ban both of these cards, even though it would make the game better. Like, it's this weird thing where banning a card almost feels like you are admitting to have done something wrong, a little bit at least. But more so than that, you are putting work that all of your teammates and your friends have done and removing them from a part of the game. Which, yeah, I don't think anyone cares that much about the arena and whatever. But still, it's like... It's just something you don't do to your friends unless you have to, right? Like, So there's a lot of these soft factors and conflicts of interest that developers have that'll just make them more conservative. Um, there's also that, you know, we think totally... Uh, bullshit reason um, of, of Slippery Slope. But developers really believe in it. Um, or, or at least Ixar did. Uh, and so... I, I, I actually think... Like, before I was in this meta, I would have I bet anything that Gangplank Diver will be banned in the first, you know, major patch that does anything. Now? I think it's less likely to be banned than it is likely to be banned. I can still see it being banned. Uh, there's still plenty of people being very loud about how terrible this card is. Uh, it just depends on what your experiences are in the meta, I guess. Like, I have only experienced it being terrible to me once. So, I've experienced uh, it's more it of a future more, ban. More than that. Like, um, for me, it's like a little less than half of the time. For me, it's like 35% of the time. It gets more than one hidden? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. What are you doing with your initiative? Are you not like saving initiative? Oh, no, I just get a bad deck. Like, oh. I, I get. A oh, I mean, that's true. If you're playing Priest, I have, I have not played Warrior, Priest, uh, and the only Hunter I played was with you. Well, it also happened when I was like a Rogue. I just got a bad Rogue deck. Like, Rogue mm. is not the bottom of the barrel, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Rogue is fine you know it's the fourth class so guys uh basically there are three classes right now which are dumpster tier um that's yeah. not an exaggeration it is below 40 percent so don't, don't touch them uh, 
that's priest, warrior, and hunters. And hunter is tenth right now. I w I would argue hunter is better than them, like than priest and warrior, because like you always have the hero power option. And if you have the hero power option, you can just go aggressive and try to cheese out some wins there, because you can have people that just misplay and uh, so. It's the most valuable hero power, in my opinion, out of those, like, for, if you're forced. If you, number one, don't want to retire and have the terrible luck to uh, get those three selections, Priest, Warrior, and Hunter, I would just queue up Hunter and then, number one, hope to get, like, Bloodseekers, and number mm -hmm. two, uh, just be very aggressive. Draft yeah. aggro, do that. But And you can draft aggro can. in, in this can. meta. Like, there's a lot of really good low mana cards and yeah. not a lot of really good high mana cards. So, look, uh, those are the dumpster tier classes. And that's what I mean as well. Like, okay, if you play any of them, Gangplank Diver feels terrible. So, yeah, with Priest, uh, whenever they drop Diver, I basically, like, lost. But for Rogue, I just didn't have a good deck you know it was okay like mm -hmm. uh i had quite a few of the um i actually had three it was held up by three uh blood in the waters um you know, mm. that, that new card yeah those which, are good yeah which is really nice but it comes uh like you know, those are basically my only good cards so yeah. if i don't get them that's a little bit problematic my my mid game was a little bit like iffy, you know. Uh, so that's really the issue there. If you're, you know, we're not going to talk about if you're the druid with the standard number of spawn of Anixias and uh, flipper <laughs> friends and just all of the, the the stupid stuff that you can do with druid right now, um, and then all of the removals that you have with demon hunter. If you're like a rogue or a shaman or a mage and you just have an okayish deck. Um, it still feels really bad, and I've played, I haven't played Shaman, I've played Mage, and yeah, it's, it, it just feels really bad. Like, I lose to Gangplank Diver a decent amount, because I don't always have all of these premium spells just sitting in my hand, waiting to be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fair. I've been trying to play the top three classes as much as I can after playing one time of uh, the, the mid-classes and none of the bottom classes. Uh, I'm waiting for the balance patch. Hopefully there will be a class balance patch because it's one of those things, right? The Tian Ding is no longer a blizzard. They can't hit the button anymore, but you can't keep class win rates at like 45% for the top class. Like that's going to be a terrible meta. Uh, so they're going to do something, I hope. Um, last meta, we were kind of like lucky that it just so happened. It was actually the best class balance meta at the get-go that has ever happened, I think, in the history of Hearthstone. Um, but, you know, they didn't get lucky again this time. It was very unlikely that they got uh, they would get lucky twice in a row. So now they have to do something. And it is the first time they need to do something for class balance in the post-Tianding world. So we'll see what they did. Um, okay. Uh, that's Gangplank and a little bit of uh, Night Captain and what we would want to happen. But ultimately... Not super killing the game, just kind of making it worse. Um, but I'll tell you what is killing the game. And not only is this card killing the game, nobody gives a shit about it. I am the only person, I am the only person it feels like, who is like absolutely annoyed by this card. And I'll preface this by saying... Uh, one, we rate this is a, a rare neutral card. We rated it at A, which is bannable. Um, 
I would rate it even higher now uh, after having done more math because I did factor in some of the interactions that it had. I don't know if it gets to A+, but it would be close even if it doesn't. Um, and uh, it's not like people were super sleeping on it. We rated it the highest out of anyone that we uh, that, that, that I've seen, but plenty of people had it pretty high. Like, not in the bannable level, but in the tier below the bannable level, right? Because it was very obvious this card's going to be ridiculous. And right now, this card is performing in Demon Hunter better than any Demon Hunter class card. In Druid, remember, these are the two best classes. In Druid, it is also performing better than any single class card. In fact, in both of these classes, the only cards that perform better than this are the four top legendaries. Goliath, Anexia, Ysera, Iris. Those are the only cards that will help your deck more than this freaking rare neutral card. This freaking rare neutral card that we identified in our video and our preview as needing to be banned. And even then, Murps is like, oh, they'll never ban it. And I'm like, I think they might if it like is, has ridiculous I, I win rates. I still think they'll and, never ban it. By the way, we'll, you should we'll just see. say what the card is. We'll, we'll see if they do ban it or not. But I'm telling you, this card is hugely problematic and the numbers more than back it up. By the way, this Demon Hunter and Druid thing, the top classes have never, ever, ever in the entire history of Hearthstone after the first patch. Uh, like after the first patch of an expansion that actually does that actually bans the super ridiculous uh, neutrals has never been a neutral card. Like so for those of you guys card. listening, has never been. We're talking it about has... mothership. Oh, come on, I was building it up. You no, didn't let me say the word no, mothership. People okay. are getting annoyed, like because not everybody can see it. You no, know? no, no, not everybody can see it. But I'm, I'm just, I, I don't care what the cart is right now. I'm just trying to set up how ridiculous it is. Because once you say mothership, everyone's going to go, oh, mothership, I don't care. But that's because they're biased. That's because they're prejudiced. They're prejudiced that mothership doesn't feel as bad. Whereas I'm trying to get them to focus on the fact that mothership is bad, even if it doesn't feel as bad. Everyone talks about feelings all the time, right? As if feeling good is the only thing that matters. But actual good also matters is what i'm trying to say like if something is killing you but you don't feel that bad about it it's killing you the same and the wrong party is you you should feel bad you're just not feeling bad so you're making a mistake and i'm trying to say that everybody is making a mistake with how they feel about mothership because almost nobody none of the really good players and streamers nobody really on arena hs uh, like, just nobody's feeling like the way this should be. This is historical. This is a historically good neutral card that has not been banned yet. Uh, in the, the, all the other ones that uh, were, were banned uh, that are common or neutral. And it's so good that it's even blowing class cards, all the class cards, out of the water for the best classes. When I'm drafting a druid, what do I want to see in my draft? What do I want to see? Do I want to see a, a miracle growth? Do I want to see a, 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 a what do you call that thing? The, the something whatever of Anixia that's seven mana and totally ridiculous. What, what is that card called? Uh, scale of Anixia. Like, do I want to see them? Yes, I do want to see them. If I want a Demon Hunter, do I want to see an Eldari Inquisitor? Yes, I want to see them. But you know what I want to see more than those cards? I want a Mothership. Because I always want a mothership. That is not what a neutral card should do. Like, okay, if you guys forgot what mothership was, it is a six mana five four mech with rush and death rattle says summons two random mechs that cost three mana or less. It doesn't look like it's ridiculous. 
but we called it before the expansion launched in our video, our first video that calls out the top cards that we think should be banned or considered to be banned. This card is a solid A-tier card. There are no um, rare neutrals in the existence of Hearthstone that has not been banned that is a A-tier neutral card or, uh, or, or above. So, there, there's some epics. There are legendaries. There is no rares. There are no commons except for Scorpid. Let me just get one word in. Um, if you go back to that VOD, which um, you probably don't need to dig back, because um, look, if you remember, or if you just look at the discussion today, what do we talk about first? We talk about Gangplank, um, mm -hmm. and then we talk about Mothership. If you look at what we talk about the most in that review, we talk about Gangplank as well. Now, is it because it is like that much proportionally more powerful um no it's just the mechanic right like mechanics that are really uh how how you know like in my opinion just bad for the arena which immune while attacking is bad mm -hmm. in a limited format um that'll get a little bit more discussion i actually remember saying during that i'm like i think mothership is being slept on once again mm -hmm. not yep. because anybody that. is saying oh it's a bad card actually mm -hmm. i think some people were like yeah it's just like an okay-ish card um mm -hmm. but i'm like i think it's being slept on because i don't think people are appreciating just how good it's going to be um but it's going to be really really good right uh so and, and i think people thought that was weird it's like wait it's not it's like nobody's really sleeping on it i'm like no no, no. like i'm not saying people are like not even thinking that it's good but I'm like, people aren't making enough of a fanfare it about how good it is good. going to be. So I understand that. Now, add to his level of anger, like just throwing his hands up and being like, am I taking crazy I got pills? numbers. I got facts. Uh, I got all the numbers on my side. I got all the facts. I got history. I got everything except feelings. And I got my feelings, but they don't matter as much as all your feelings. And everybody else seems to be in this quiet agreement that this card don't feel bad, so, so it don't matter. First of all, um, it's hard to take what you said into consideration because you seem to be all about, it's like, oh, the silent killer, and yet you don't care about cholesterol at all. I, I know from like tw 20 years of talking to you. Uh, my my so, cholesterol is totally fine. Mm, I just got my yeah, cholesterol copium. taken. Mm -hmm. What? I'm totally healthy, like cholesterol-wise. <laughs> that's, that's not my main problem right now by a mile. I'm, I'm well within healthy range for cholesterol. That's why I don't care about cholesterol. You don't care about stuff, not because you don't feel like your cholesterol is high, but because you go and get tested. And the tests with medicine and science say your cholesterol is fine. And there are numbers, and you trust the numbers. See, that's how I deal with my life, like how I deal with my relationship with mothership. But everybody else's relationship with mothership is... I've seen it used against me. Did I lose? I can't remember. But it was probably from some other reason or some build-up of a lot of reasons. I'm not going to point the finger at Mothership. Just like, like people are even better with Scorpid at pointing the finger at Scorpid. I mean, okay, Scorpid's better than Mothership. Um, so it's also a little more obvious that you point the finger at Scorpid. Mothership just kind of blows up into some small pieces that like have a couple more stats than they should, maybe. Um, but, oh, the effect is so big. So... I see people in chat, one saying like, oh, if it rolls high, I guess it's really oppressive. No, on average, it's really oppressive. That's what stats are. 
they tell you, you feel that if they high roll with Mothership, it's really oppressive. But if they mid roll, you're like, ah, oh, whatever, right? It's that like Night Captain thing where it's like, oh, it's just nine. You spent five mana, you got what, you know, you should have spent eight mana to get. Ah, oh, whatever, I'll deal with it. Well, Mothership is like, oh, you spent six mana. Oh, you got what you should have spent like 12 mana to get. Like, whatever, that's fine. Uh, like, people don't, 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 don't have that feeling attached to it for some reason. Because, one, when Mothership actually blows up, that means the Death Rattle isn't triggering on that first turn. That means they eat something first with the four, oh, at the five four, and then the next turn maybe Mothership blows up, maybe it doesn't blow up. So you don't get those pieces until later. Um, and two, um, so, sometimes Mothership is really bad, <laughs> which is you never say that about Night Captain. M Mothership can have sheep. That's what everyone tells me. Oh, you can get sheep. Also, it can have mine, which is almost a totally dead card, right? Like, of, of the two things that pump out. Although, even if you get mine, as long as your other one is like a 2-3 or something, you've still gotten kind of like normal value for Mothership, like, as a, as a normal card in your deck. So, that's a bad scenario. But yeah, people keep bringing up sheep. Uh, and it's true. Sheep is really bad. Most of the time. But... It's generally worse for the good players. For bad players, getting sheep is oftentimes very good still. So you have this even worse thing. Some people talk about a uh, diver feeling bad. Why? Because it keeps going and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mothership literally rewards bad players with its RNG and then rewards bad players again with the sheep pull. Like, Mothership is way less good for me than it is for my opponent. Way less good. And that annoys me. Why? Because I'm a good player, and I should like I don't like being punished for being a good player, and I really don't like it when the historically best neutral card that is common slash rare, except for Scorpid, is super punishing to me. Now, is Scorpid super punishing to good players? Not as much. It's almost fair between good and bad players, right? But Mothership just punishes good players, and is super overstated, and has that win rate that is absurd and historical, and none of the good players care. Nobody really cares. They'll acknowledge that it's a good card, you know. Some of them that predicted that it was going to be like an okay, slightly above average card are now like, oh yeah, it's a very good card. But they're not like, oh, this is a bannable card. But this is also what a bannable card looks like. They don't all have to look like Watch Post or, um, uh, I don't know, Battlemaster or Runaway Blackwing like, Mothership is insidiously, sneakily, game-winning by itself in almost every deck you can put it in. And it needs to be banned. And looking at the reaction, I have 0% conviction that it will get banned. It's, Mostly it's never, because it's why, never gonna happen. Why, never. why would Blizzard ban a card nobody thinks should be banned? Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> and people are looking at those numbers. Even people who look at the numbers a lot, like, look at this and be like, oh, yeah, Mothership's really good. Not like, oh, holy crap, this card maybe should be banned. You know what Mothership is better than? Mothership is better than School Teacher in Demon Hunter and Druid. Mothership is better than Puffer Fist in Demon Hunter. I'm gonna pull that back. Puffer Fist that deals one damage to all your opponent's stuff and not your stuff whenever you use that one mana hero power from uh, Demon Hunter, that card is not as good as Mothership. Mothership in Demon Hunter is better than Yasera, the Dreamer. Better. 
That's Mothership. But I will hear a million bands of Ysera. I will hear bands of Night Captain even. All way before Mothership is looking to get banned. And that's just everybody trusting their feelings, which are dumb, over numbers and facts, which is reality. So... Hey, you're, That's my you're piece. one of the people who says uh, numbers can be deceptive. They can be deceptive. They're not deceptive in this uh, in this case. I mean, okay, they're a little deceptive in that if you're a good player, you shouldn't draft Mothership as high as its win rates indicate because it's not as uh, going over. It's not as good for you uh, as as for the average player, and it's one of its big problems. So there, it is a little deceptive, but which is also why we don't rate it like uh, like this is. This is like S tier, like stats that it's pulling out, at least A plus tier. But we think Mothership is a A tier, like a mid A tier, and it's maybe a high A tier now, but it's still not really an A plus tier. But its stats are showing up A plus tier. Why? Because for a good player, you know, the RNG and whatever kind of brings it down. Um, but but still, the rest of the numbers, it's still a solid A tier card, and it is ruining more games than people realize. All right. That's a that's a good talk. I'm gonna treat you like I treat the person shouting into the sky on the side of the road with respect, a little bit of fear, but mostly I'm just gonna let you do your thing and then I'm gonna keep on walking. Okay, so good 58% job. Eight percent win rate. Oh my god. That's great. That's oh, and so- the. Sir, this you... is this this is a school zone. Oh, Thank you. Oh. Thank you. You know, we we have we have kids here. Like that that is no I don't thing. even have allies. It's not like the minority feels this way. Nobody feels this way. Like that's that's so absurd. Like I feel like it's one thing to be like fighting the good fight, right? And be like outgunned by a bunch of people who don't care. Um and it's quite another to just be like, where are all the people? Like, there's got to be at least some people who care about a card being super OP. And it's like pretty much nobody. Yeah, look, to talk about uh, it seriously for a second, it just feels a lot more fair, right? Yeah, it is. it does. Uh, it feels a lot more fair. It feels more manageable. Once again, going back to that, uh, example that I use with Night Captain in that um, it feels more incremental. I mean, it is much more incremental. It's much more incremental. Much more yeah. incremental than Night Captain. So yes. if Diver is like all or nothing, like you one shot or no shot, uh, and Night Captain is more incremental, uh, Mothership is even more incremental. And something being incremental makes it feel more manageable right so but it's not actually more manageable and the stats back it up yeah um but once again whenever we're banning cards i think uh i think if you're looking at the stuff that's been banned um Mm. really what like yes a lot of the cards that have have been banned are very powerful but really the core of what's been banned has been this sort of feeling and it's why yes uh scorpid wasn't banned but something like flappy bird was banned right Mm -hmm. do you guys remember flappy bird and just how many people hated that card and we were one of those people that's just like look Uh, and i remember my exact stance i'm like look if you want to ban that's okay can we stop saying that 
you're we're banning it because it's powerful Mm -hmm. um it could be powerful and i think you guys remember it being ridiculously powerful because when the opponent has it you never have an answer they always get wind fury first and they always get stealth or divine shield second that's the way it goes i understand that's what always happens uh but yeah um blizzard banned that blizzard banned mct right and then they banned... bird was never a top 10 neutral in the meta it no was like right it... outside of the top 10 yeah flappy bird once again was flappy bird was diver before there was diver right yeah. it's like oh shit mm-hmm. dude can i kill it like now like now yeah. and, and now. it's turned three rather than five yeah yeah but and and then of course it's like it felt even more annoying because it's like oh they might not get wind fury stealth or wind fury divine shield <laughs> yeah um you also like, had to get the wind fury or else it wasn't the good even if you pulled off the attack right it's like they might not get it and when they get it you're like oh F this game. I hate this game. Like Ben Brode is after me. <laughs> you know, back when Ben Brode was part of Hearthstone. Uh, so, yeah, they care about this feeling a lot. And this is why I, I say here, I'm like, all right, just keep shouting at the sky or whatever, because um, this is so far away from that sort of feeling. It is very incremental. Okay. But, but what if a card is just super, super powerful, but it feels okay because it successfully tricked everyone into thinking that it's okay for somehow. Like, if they figured out the secret formula to, like, you know, like, kind of, like, make sure that this I, card has, like, I a 75% think... win rate, but yeah, nobody really look, picks up on it or cares. Here's the thing. Like, I, it should I think still be 70, banned is what I'm saying. I think at 75% people will notice. Eh, but I fine. think at the current state... At this 58, they don't? Mean. No, they don't. Mm. I, like, this is the thing. Like, you're, you're Guys, shouting... Imagine, imagine if a class won 58% win rate, and then everyone's just walking around like, oh, no, Demon Hunter seems okay. Like, it's a powerful class, but it's not dominant. Like, that's what's happening with, with uh, Mothership. It's crazy. And remember, this is its win rate index. So half the time you don't draw it, or like a little less than half the time you don't even draw it. So it's actual impact on a deck. And okay, the average, I don't know what the average win rate is. It's not 50% on HS replay. But I'll bet anything that uh, the win rate that this card actually has impact on um, is, uh, is over 60%. Like... And it's just people don't feel it, so it doesn't matter. Fine. It's also it's also not a common card. It does show up half the frequency of an actual common card, which uh, but but it is a, a a new set card, so it's showing up half the frequency of like Gangplank Diver, but not that much less than like Night Captain. Um, it's just mm. I I get so triggered whenever I see this card, and oh, I have I lost. Every single game that I have faced this card uh, against, except for one. I've, I've also gotten relatively unlucky uh, w- with my opponents getting average and above average drops out of this rather than, you know, the bad drops. But um, it's it's so bad. And, and I've used it, and it's very good. But sometimes it messes me up uh, because I'm a good player, and that's what Mothership does. It's just super... Like, it, it's not even just a slow, insidious card. It's also terribly designed to like you know reward being bad at this game like on top of it which are like some of the worst design cards like i get you need some of them but could you not make them also break historical power levels like you can make them good even like just don't just don't make them the best card in the game that's not a legendary (sighs) okay 
end rant on Mothership. But hopefully, for all you listeners out there, you'll pay more attention to exactly what this card is doing in your future arena endeavors. And maybe some of you will join me in this... In this uh, it's not even a movement. Just in this bitter complaint that you mutter to yourself. Yeah, you could join Adokta on the street corner to just shout at this guy. <laughs> it would just be us. Honestly, just be me and whoever, like, the one or two other people that this is This is just a way you should view it. Like, it's just shouting uh... at the sky. And uh, part of it is because there are other issues as well, right? Yeah, so... okay, fine. But, like, this is an issue. Okay, okay. Moving on, the next thing we just want to quickly cover is School Teacher. We rated an A+. It is performing like an A+, 58% win rate. On the neutrals, Mothership is 57.9%. School Teacher is 58%. So it's performing exactly like we thought it would perform. Um, and it's never seen because it's an epic neutral, as we expected. And, you know, they're probably not going to ban it, as we expected that they're not going to ban it. But uh, its win rate is there. So it is... I would ban it. Or reduce its offering rate, right? One or the other. But it's not going to happen. All right. So, what's next? All right. So that was the ban list. Next, after uh, the ban list, let's talk about the meta. So we already talked somewhat about the meta when we were talking about Gangplank. Because Gangplank is the most frequently seen card in the meta. And so it is a big, big, big part of the meta. We also talked about Night Captain, which is like... The second most frequently seen card in the meta? No. The the third. Basically tied for the third. The second most frequently seen card in the meta is actually Slime Scale Diver. Um, so the divers are, are very popular, as they should be. Um, but a, a lot of this meta is Night Captain and, uh, and Gangplank. But what you'll notice the most about the meta is that you have a lot of initiative. Uh, a lot of initiative if you play any of the good or even okay uh, classes. Uh, the good classes have more initiative than the okay classes, but the point stands is that you get to do kind of whatever you want from your hand as long as you, you know, watch it a little bit. And this is not a new thing. This is very different than the previous meta, which was not a heavy initiative meta. That was like a normal initiative meta, maybe even a slightly lower than average initiative meta. But this one is very big on initiative. And this doesn't happen super often in the history of Hearthstone, but in the modern era, it happens some, with some frequency. It's not a rare meta. We've seen it before. In fact, we were in this meta for most of the year before. Not the previous year, but the year before that. If you look through the metas we were in in 2020 and the very beginning of 2021, that was most of the times, that was the initiative meta. Um, and one of the things, if you remember from back then, about what happened in the initiative meta was that was the first huge decrease in skill mattering in the arena. Because we always say this, it's much harder to play a Yeti than a Fireball. Much, much harder. Uh, Yeti requires way more skill than a Fireball. Because initiative means response. And if you can respond to things, you don't have to predict things. If you can respond to things, you don't have to set up things. So, that's where we are right now. You can respond to a lot of things. So, all you got to do is to know what things to respond to. And then you're, you're kind of topped out at the skill level for, um, for initiative. And not coincidentally, Yeti's win percentage has been on the drop. 
Uh, one of the things we talked about in the last meta uh, was that although there's these crazy swings at big whatever, most decks actually didn't have those ridiculous cards or super crazy synergies or they weren't going to draw them. So you actually had the vast majority of your games not actually involving any of those crazy cards. And instead, you're like one sh crappy deck battling another crappy deck. And Yetis had a quite high win rate. In, uh, in the previous two metas, actually, Yeti has had a higher win rate than at any other time in the modern era. Uh, which is crazy, because the cards got better and better. In fact, um, uh, the, the previous uh, expansion, Alteric, had the biggest um, uh, jump in, in power levels until, until this one. Which just kind of matched Alteric. It didn't really bring it to new power levels or anything. Um, and yet Yeti got better, not worse. Well, Yeti's terrible now. And every day that passes, Yeti's win rate on Arena HS gets lower. Because people figure the meta out more, and people get more familiar with the combos that are in this meta, and people deal with stuff more, and Yeti can't keep up. And it's not a pure power level thing. So one of the reasons why Yeti's not as good as it was before is because the power level is higher than it was before. But another reason is that in an initiative meta, things without initiative don't do a lot. If you put out something, your opponent responds, or they don't, and then you get a huge advantage, or you don't. Whether they respond or not is not skill, it's whether they happen to have the cards and the mana available. And that's how the meta kind of plays out. Um, this is not great. It could be worse. It's not great. It does involve this new kind of, not new, but the skill that generally isn't all that important in Arena, but becomes more important when everybody has a ton of initiative, which is uh, the, the setup or, or the combo plays, both in drafting and, uh, and in playing. Because you can't use initiative if your opponent doesn't give you anything to react to. So, skipping turns now, not as bad as it used to be. Uh, doing other stuff that doesn't generate tempo, there's room for that now. You don't want to be doing that multiple turns or anything, but now it's a one of the strategies again, uh, where you do like just kind of like other stuff, whether it's drawing cards, healing yourself, or like you know, um, the best things of course are divers and stealth minions that your opponent can't react to, uh, but still generate tempo. Uh, you can uh, kind of like sh save tempo for later turns, or you can do things that somehow set up uh, your your bigger swing turns. Like, that's what you need to be doing now, more so than what you were doing before. Uh, and that's what always happens when your opponent has kind of uh, a lot of ways to deal with anything you put on the board that is dangerous to them. Um, and that includes yetis. If your opponent puts a 3-4 on the board, you put a yeti getting ready to eat the 3-4. If your opponent doesn't want your yeti to eat the 3-4, your yeti's not going to eat the 3-4. Because they will have some initiative card that can deal with the yeti. Uh... So that makes Yeti a lot less powerful. So this whole thing is not this is not a rant about Yeti's getting worse. It's just kind of a, a way to rethink how you're playing the game. The game is less about stats on the board and incremental stats and whatever. And it's more about, one, the swings, but two, kind of the gotcha moments. Where your opponent can't say, gotcha, I've reacted to you with my initiative card because you didn't play initiative. Because you didn't play put down anything to react to. Or your opponent challenging you to react to it and you still having the initiative to react to it. Each of those creates a swing. Eventually someone gets a bigger swing, they hit face, they win. All right. Yeah, you, you want to say anything more about initiative or you think we got that we got that pretty covered? I'm just imagining this scenario like 
It's the year 2035. Hearthstone has given up trying to be a children's card game and has on is only catering to the, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, Magnus Carlsons and the Big Brainers, alright? It's the true champion thinkers game. Adulta enters his local tournament. He ropes. A single sweat <laughs> drops from his forehead. And at the last second, he sees the line. And he drops his fifth Yeti in a row. End turn. Boom. That's, that, that, that's, that's your, like, if there was Perfection. an ideal of the future, you'd be like, hell yeah, sign me up for that shit. Oh platonic yeah! Platonic form of card games. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's the meta. Uh, we'll delve deeper into how to deal with the meta and whatever uh, on the next podcast or in a, a later podcast. Uh, but for now, that's just stuff to think about as you're playing. Um, they're going to come out with a patch at some point soon, I would imagine. And they're going to do something. I, I feel like they can't do nothing because the meta's already not good and just becoming more terrible by the day as is almost every single launch meta uh so they need to do something if only to fix class balance so after they do at least the first patch we'll come out with more specific things to do to win games right but for now it's more about learning how these cards work you know how to deal with gangplank um how to how to deal with the meta that has all this initiative like really think about the initiative also i mean this should be obvious but never be without initiative if you're ever holding your last initiative card that deals four damage or more, do not play it unless, like, you're going to lose the game if you don't play it. Like, wait till you draw another initiative card first before using it. Because if you ever don't have initiative and you get challenged, and there's plenty of cards that challenge you to have initiative nowadays, um, you, you just lose. Like, it doesn't have to be a Gangplank Diver. That's just the, you know, most blatant example. Um, so, always have something. Uh, or even if it's not immediate initiative, even delayed initiative, like with a diver, it, it, it counts. Like, you just gotta be able to do something. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Alright. Um, finally, third point. Third point is Demon Hunters and Druids. So, in this initiative meta, or in general, why are Demon Hunters and Druids so good? We already went over that, you know, their class cards are not, like, I mean, they're good, but they're not, like, the super best, because they're not as good as, uh, uh, uh freaking, uh, ship. The mothership. So, they're not, like, super broken, right? We didn't rate any of them S-tier, even. What, what did we rate for Demon Hunter and, uh, and Druid? For Demon Hunter, we had K Glaive Shark at A-tier. A tier for a class card is like really good and premium, but it's not like anywhere near broken. Um, they got Motai Strike, Asharan Defector, and Bone Glaive, all at B or B plus. Uh, if you go down to Druid, Aquatic Form, we give it A two. Uh, Miracle Growth, we give it A plus two. That's your closest to uh, a ridiculous card that that you get. And again, for a class card, A plus is is very good. It's premium, um, and you see that with Miracle Growth. But it's it's no caverns or anything. Uh, then Flipper Friends uh, is a B plus. Seaweed Strike is a B. Asheron Gardens is a B. Um, so a lot of good cards, but what's what's driving the victories here? Because they have quite a big degree of separation between um, 
between these two classes, demon hunters and druids, uh, and the next best class, like paladin. Uh, or And rogue is the one afterwards. Look, uh... I th there's quite a few factors that we have touched upon, which is just really good initiative and removals. Well, let's talk about something. This was uh, just brought up in chat as well. Um, it It's kind of unfair when you have classes that are kind of already good and then two neutrals in or like neutrals for these two classes and also rogue, which I, I think is actually just buffing up rogue significantly. Um, it's just like A plus slash almost S tier for these classes and just like C or D tier for other classes. And that's Puffer Fist. Puffer mm -hmm. Fist uh, warps kind of the game. It's sort of like in the last meta when it was like, oh, um, uh, okay, so here's Yeti, right? For like all other classes. But uh, whenever you see this Yeti as, let's say, a paladin... Uh, you could turn it into a knight captain. Would you? Would Would you like that? Like, would you like that? That would be pretty good, right? Um, that's kind of like what happens. Uh, and for some of these classes, it's even like better than a knight captain. Um, it comes out early. It's more impactful. You can keep on doing this stuff. So I hate stuff like this. Um, we saw. Uh, I talked about this during the review. We saw this previously with like hench clan thug and that pushed the boundaries a mm. tiny bit just a tiny bit remember that was only only a get a plus one plus one if your hero attacks so you got a little bit of bonus back then it was very impactful it was very good and people thought of it as like a rogue class card almost uh that other classes can like yeah you could draft it but you know it's a three mana three three it kind of sucks but you have the option um puffer fist is very polarizing and it just makes a bad-ish pick or a normal pick right a curve pick for some classes uh into a super premium pick for others and in a meta and probably all upcoming metas it, you know unless something is really shifted uh in which drafts are pretty polarized you know like you can have some pretty bad picks getting a super premium pick uh you know versus just a below average pick for other classes uh is such a huge difference so mm -hmm. that really sucks like we, we talked about this during the review as well it's like i we shouldn't keep going down this hench clan thug puffer fist um uh kind of pathway in which um you really are separating out the classes even more and the best it'll ever do is even things out a little bit but you, everything has to line up, right? So it's like, oh, like druids, demon hunters, uh, and also uh, rogues have to be really bad, and then this can move them up, and that's like that perfect like balance. Uh, but if these classes are also just good by themselves, like druids with miracle growth, scales, uh, flipper mm -hmm. friends, etc., holy shit that like that that really pushes them right so like druids are the worst you know quote the worst because it takes them the most mana to use it uh the other classes get I, like I druids true. are quite bad with it like yeah. i wouldn't even like having played druid with puffer fist uh like a number of times actually i keep getting it I and mean, it's a common card but the offering bonus it's it's barely better 
it's actually just barely better than having it in a, in a neutral class. Yeah. I think we're, like, comparing that to Demon Hunter with the card is night and day. Like, Demon Hunter is so good with that card. And Druid is like, you use it now and then, but it, it feels almost fair. Yes. Um, but you're just giving them another option, right? Yeah. You're giving them another option, and they just don't need it. So... Uh, I, Puffer Fist is problematic. Um, I, I don't know what we do about that because, um, at its core, Puffer Fist in the arena right now kind of takes away from the spirit of the arena in which, like, it just, like, the more you think about how it is, the more unfair it is, right? Because if you just take that example that I gave, it's like, oh, certain classes are able to switch out their spider tanks and yetis and whatever with night captains um how does that make you feel and you're like wait i want those classes and if i don't have those classes i you know that feels pretty bad like why does one class get a significant upgrade for this just random car that should be the same or at least somewhat similar right we i think we can understand for example oh you can have some dragon synergies and some classes have more dragons than other classes that is acceptable Puffer Fist really pushes on the, this isn't acceptable, I can't use this at all, uh, and my class just kind of sucks, so we're giving, like, druids and demon hunters just this extra advantage, we're giving mm -hmm. them, like, this, like, A-plus, almost S-tier card, uh, for, you know, like, it, it, it just kind of doesn't make any sense, so... I, I yeah. hate this. I, I really don't know what the solution is here, but um, it's not I feel good. Like it's just, I mean, I don't like it either, but I just treat it as a class card. You know, it's like, it's like a Demon Hunter, a rogue, really good class card, and like an okay class card for, for Druid, and then like a spider tank for everybody else, pretty much. I mean, yeah, warriors and hunters and shamans have weapons too, potentially, so not, not exactly like a spider tank, but um, yeah. I, I, it's. I mean, that, that's what it is, right? It's like a tri-class card. So, so something like that. Like a tri-class class card. Yeah, it's a tri- no. no, sorry, not, not tri-class. What do you call those? The Skullaman Skull class cards. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, For yeah, Demon yeah. Hunter and Rogue. Okay, sure. But instead of them just improving other classes, they make the rest of the classes it's like it's oh, so yeah. powerful yeah, it's that yep. it shows up in other people's <laughs> drafts to make them worse because remember yes. a neutral three mana three four is yes. below average like that's mm -hmm. you know you're ha quote, happy to take one to fill out your curve but in terms of quality for your deck yeah. it is it's a d tier it's, card it, it's bringing it down sorry so d, d plus tier card yeah it's like yeah. a d plus tier card yeah. and remember uh, you should have, on average, like a very low B slash yeah. C plus, yeah, C plus uh, B line. A average score for your deck. So you just drafting a 3-mana three 3-4, three, even though you may very much need it for the curve, uh, it's not a good card. So it's beyond a powerful class card. It's a powerful class card that has escaped the classes and can sabotage other classes <laughs> that feels bad that uh, feels like yeah. wow like yeah. that that sucks right i so, mean that's why all these cards like they're you know whether it's gangplank or mothership or school teacher or uh puffer fist like well, they're in our like five five uh five cards to ban essentially our top five list in the preview 
Like, where does that... These don't make the game better. They make the game worse. And uh, devs are just holding on to them. Or, uh, I, I'm, uh, you know, maybe not all of them. But there, there's no way they're going to ban all of them. They're probably not going to ban more than one of them at most. I can't see them banning Puffer Fist. Um, maybe Gangplank. Probably not. Like, it's I, just one of those... It's an unfortunate meta where I think they can get away with, with not banning anything and not have it be, like, dramatically worse that they did just ban one thing. But what they should really do is ban a bunch of stuff, and then the meta will be significantly better. Yeah, I think the problem... You know, we can talk about Gangplank and everything, and it just depends on... You know, for everybody individually, what are you most worried about for now? And we're only talking about Band-Aids right now. I, I think it's fair to say, like... You can talk about big sweeping changes, but no, we should that's just a totally be talking discussion. about band aids right like, now. We're just talking about what they're yeah. doing in patch one for this meta. Right. right. And right. I think one of the most pressing things is a third of the classes are dumpster tier right now, like below yep. 40%. And whatever has to be done, it definitely should address that, in which um, those feel like non classes. And part of the problem is Hashtag that arena uh, warriors matter they're just really unfun there have been some metas in which classes are bad but they have some spiciness to them right you can discover some stuff there are some fun cards in there uh wow it feels really bad to play the bad classes right now i still have fun with hunter i can draft shitty low curve stuff and and try to make something out of it but yeah, it, it, there's just very little kind of like fun or even high roll potential for those bottom three classes. So that's really the issue. Like, you know, if they're going to address anything, I think that has to be kind of first where I can see them banning Gangplank Diver just as a immune while attacking is bad for the arena kind of thing, which I will totally understand and I'll be totally for yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think Mothership and School Teacher are going to be touched for the reasons that we stated, even though Adulta is all, you know... Mothership is and, basically Yasera. Okay, okay, stop. Yes. But yes, a, con a, yes, a, a rare Yasera. It comes out... Okay, that's great, Grandpa. Let's get you back. All right. Um, by the way, it's not really a Yasera. It's not as good as Yasera. Let's, let's get you back into, into your room. All right, let's make sure you take your meds. But uh, after that, I think... it the focus kind of has to be, man, we are approaching a 20% difference uh, between like the best class and the worst, not just mm -hmm. one class, three classes. Because <laughs> they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're right there. All three classes are, are like sinking. Like they're yep. all sort of like neck and neck and just like plummeting down. It, it hasn't stopped yet. Um, I don't know when they'll bottom out, but it's already way too far. I can't see them getting that much lower just because RNG is going to lift it back up. Yeah, it's actually crazy that they're this low because um, in an RNG, you know, when you have RNG cards, typically it's like, well, th those should save them, right? Yeah, uh, but that's also the thing, right? Like this meta is not that RNG. Like, this is why, like, at the end of all, I, I, I like the current meta better than the previous one we were in. 
the previous one we were in had like the old school fundamental card game RNGs that matter too much, which is a lot more bad cards, a lot more card draw RNG, a lot more dragons or no dragons RNG, just stuff that you don't necessarily think of as like mad bomber RNG, right? But it's RNG nonetheless. It's like the old MTG, did you draw lands RNG? Like, yeah, that's, that's RNG. You had no control over it and you either don't get to play the game or you get to try to play the game. Um, so... Uh, a lot of that is gone here. So I think the RNG, like the reason these classes are falling so low is not just because they're also super, super bad, which they are, but the RNG is actually lower now than it used to be. Like, yeah, colossal minions everywhere, right? No, I've seen like three colossal so far in nine runs. Maybe, f I think three that weren't ones that I summoned. Like my opponent summoned maybe three. I'm trying to think, and I think I summoned three as well, despite never having one in my deck. Um, I've seen a lot more. I've seen a uh, lot more. I think you have, we talked about this, you were like, oh, I haven't seen that many. I'm like, I have seen way too many. <laughs> okay. Well, but like, the RNG, even for Colossals, if you're getting it, is still pretty late game. Um, outside of the, the Paladin one, and that one is mostly good because it draws cards, so that delays it to be later as well. Uh, later impact as well. Uh, so the meta feels a little more stable, a little more interactive, but it's interactive in an initiative way, which means it's a lot less strategic. Like, you're doing a lot of stuff back and forth, but it's all kind of obvious moves. Um, like, yeah, someone without a lot of experience in arena may be making the wrong moves, but if you, like, can average, I don't know, four wins in arena, you're, you're pretty much at a similar level as someone who averages six wins in the arena in this kind of meta. Like, the distance is a lot closer. Um, which, uh, which, which is a problem. Um, but yeah. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, like, Demon Hunter and, and Druid, going back to that. Um, so... One of the reasons that Demon Hunter is really good in this meta is uh, that it's an initiative meta. Initiative is really important, and Demon Hunters always have one extra initiative for only one mana. Um, like, rogues essentially have the same thing, but it's a little more awkward, and rogues are also doing quite well. It's uh, above 50%, uh, which is, these days, it's kind of uncommon for rogue. Uh, but, uh, but Demon Hunters have really the most flexible, uh, the most flexible way. And that one extra damage changes any three damage thing, say Night Captain, into a four damage removal. Uh, having played some Demon Hunter, there has been a number of times when I Night Captain a Diver after it's done its thing. Gotta take six to the face, but if I was another class, I would have run into, uh, to problems. And that is really helping Demon Hunters, I think, in addition to all of its initiative. I think Demon Hunters have more initiative than any other class in, in the meta, um, even without the hero power. And then you add the hero power, and it's just insane amount of initiative in an initiative meta. Um, and Druids go the other way. Druids don't have more initiative than anyone else, but Druids have a common card that is Miracle Growth, which by itself is not like super ridiculous. We gave it an A+, it's not even an S tier card, but it does enable Druid to essentially always have more cards than their opponents, which gives it a very nice floor to fall back on. Um, and that'll just matchup wise, give you plenty of wins when your opponent runs out of steam. So it's, uh, it's a very different way of winning than Demon Hunters. So at least between Druid and Demon Hunter, you have two different 
like styles of play in your top two classes. And paladins and rogues are, are totally uh, capable classes as well. And they both have different styles of play than druid and demon hunter. So it's not like there's no variety at the top, but druid's at 55.6% win rate right now. Like something has to be done. Um, and I don't know what it is, but I hope they do something to, to curb the top win rates and to boost the bottom win rates. Um, and... There is always this trap you fall into when you're trying to boost it. And we've seen this before when my, uh, when adjustments go bad. And that's, how do you boost Warrior, right? Well, let's go to Warrior. Let's click on Warrior. And let's see what makes Warrior good. What's the highest deck win rate cards in Warrior? Let's boost some class cards. What's number one? Oh, it's the Fires of Zin Ashahari. Maybe let's make that more common. And that'll make Warrior's win rate go higher. Like, what about afterwards? Uh, Nazatha's first mate. Maybe maybe that's the way to go. Like, no. These are not the cards that you want to boost, even if it makes the Warriors win rate higher. Like, you gotta come up with a more, uh, with a more sophisticated way of doing it. And uh, I don't know if they will, right? Like, they could make the meta so much worse if they just boost those types of cards for the worst classes. Like, what's the best card for Hunter? I mean, it's not Bloodseeker uh, by stats, but let's say it's Bloodseeker. Let's just make more Bloodseekers. Like, that, I really hope they don't do that. Um, and conversely, it's less of a problem, but also for the good classes, right? Let's, uh, let's reduce the offering rates of all their good cards. That'll do it. Then you end up with this old rogue uh, from back in the day that had no class cards. It was just neutral because the hero power itself was just so good. Uh, no one likes that. So whenever you reduce a powerful card, you have to add like average-ish class card rates like a bit higher that are like not particularly offensive. Um, just for flavor. And if you're trying to boost something like Warrior or Priest, do not boost their ridiculous cards. Like, y you have to have, like, an actual thinking person there rather than just looking at, at the stats, or else the meta actually gets worse. Like, I would rather Warrior, my favorite class, uh, stay in the bottom of the meta and be totally unplayable than have it be a class reliant on the fires of Zin Ashasari, Nazas' first mate, Gorhau, and like hit it very hard those are your top cards but if you're gonna boost all of those up i'd rather you not and just make the class unplayable like that's that's my view on uh on, on adjustments okay let's never talk about that card because i i can't hear that name ever again uh so great okay agreed all right. Um, you got anything more to say? I have a little ending thing. No, do you do your little ending thing. Okay, okay. So to end this, I want to talk uh, a bit, uh, just like very shortly go over th two of the cards. Well, I'll say three that I think we were slightly off on in uh, in neutral for, for our ratings. And the first one is Gangplank. Rated an A+. Plus. I think it should be an A. It was always a very low A+. Plus. It's definitely an A now. It's not even a particularly high A anymore. It's probably just an A. Um, the one after that is Reef Walker, which we rated a B. And that was a very hasty rating because I did not know it had Rush. <laughs> the, the, the one attack ones. I, did, I thought that was a 1-1 one, one Piranha, right? Like a squirrel. Uh, so it used to be a C, and I had just quickly done some math, and so we raised it to a B. But after doing more careful math, it is a B+. Plus, and it is performing very well. It's performing at... Actually, about a B plus. Um, 
these are just small, you know, half tier movements. We basically nailed the like our, our neutral predictions um, and our class ones, as far as I can tell. But we obviously haven't encountered every class card yet. And the third one that I want to talk about is Treasure Guard, which we rated a C plus, uh, but doing the math again, it is it is definitely a B. I think I just like mathed it wrong, or maybe I was using a kind of scaling that was uh, that was giving too much penalty to the the one attackness of it. I don't know, but I did it again using my normal thing, and it is it is a B, uh, and it's performing like a B, uh, maybe even a little better than that. It's actually a really high performing card uh, for Treasure Guard. Treasure Card, by the way, is the three mana one five taunt um, that with the death rattle where you draw a card. Um, it's also like its stat, its actual win rate on HS replay is always going to be skewed because you tend to take more of those cards when you have the ridiculously big cards that you're trying to get to. And if you are able to draft the ridiculously big and good cards, then you have a good deck. Uh, so it's got one of those things. So its win rate is always going to be a little higher than the card actually performs. But it, it, it the, the numbers do turn out to be a B rather than a C plus. So that's my wrap up of the places where there's a. A little bit of adjustment on the neutrals from from our initial tier list, and um, oh, and uh, yeah, uh, Druid for Puffer Fist is way lower, I think, in practice than what I was than what we, we had rated it. Like it's not it's not performing at an A level, and I used it a bunch of times. It's not an A level. Well, here's the problem: a lot of times as a Druid, you're like, oh, I have so many other good things I, I need <laughs> to play. Uh, it's like, oh, I just played Miracle Growth to get, like, a 8-8 taunt and draw three cards. Like, oh, man, Scales is so much better this turn instead of, like, So much fist. better. Uh, it's so much better. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, but I could play Flipper Friends. So it's like, it, it actually does suffer from that problem. It's just yep. an embarrassment of riches a lot of the times. In which you're just like, oh, Puffer Fist, I'm sorry, man. You, you just don't make the cut. Like, you're a little bit too expensive. I have scales, and scales is going to be better than you. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, all right. Well, that's that's it for, for us. I hope this gives you a nice coverage of uh, the meta and the cards and understanding some of the, the top cards, especially uh, the dominant meta-making cards in this uh, in this expansion. Okay. Okay, That's... we'll be back next week to dig deeper, and hopefully there will be a patch that we can talk about by then, and hopefully all of these cards will be banned, um, or at least reduced in offering rate, even though it won't happen. So I'm just holding out for a class balance. Yeah, it won't happen. Okay, <sighs> that sounds good. All right. All right, until next, uh, until next week, this is Adwikta. This is Merp. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.